Trauma Rama, a podcast about trauma, how it affects us, and how we can heal. Before we begin, a quick content warning. This podcast includes mention of trauma, aka PTSD and CPTSD, illness and physical pain, therapy, suicidal ideation, coronavirus, and brief mentions of lovely horrible murder podcasts. In referring to my own mental health, I use words that would otherwise be ableist. I absolutely do not endorse the use of ableist language to describe other people. Also, there will be swearing, naff humour, and topics that are not especially suitable for children. And so we're all on the same page. Black lives matter, trans people are valid, and COVID-19 is real. Hello! You're listening to the first episode of Traumarama, a podcast about trauma, how it affects us, and how we can heal. My name is Jan Petrovna, she, her pronouns. I'm 30-something, and I live in the UK, in England's Midlands. I'm not a doctor or a counsellor, I'm just a person who's been through a load of traumatic stuff over the past three decades and I'm trying to find a way out of it, to live a healthier, happier life. And I suspect there are lots of people in the same traumsy boat. In order to explain what I'm trying to do here, I have enlisted the help of my friend Lottie, who seems to have fallen down a well. Why are you making a podcast? I listen to a lot of podcasts, including a couple of true crime ones, which I refer to as my lovely horrible murder podcasts. My brother, amused by this, suggested I make a podcast of my own entitled A Lovely Horrible Murder Podcast. (laughs) My response was, I don't know anything about crime. I don't know anything about anything. What would I make a podcast about? Trauma? Ha ha. But of course, now this idea was in my head, bouncing around. Could I make a podcast about trauma? Would anyone listen to a podcast about trauma? And clearly I'm hoping that the answer is yes. Why are you so obsessed with trauma? Statistics vary wildly, but as an example, the National Council for Behavioural Health states that 70% of adults in the US have experienced some type of traumatic event at least once in their lives. And while not every exposure to trauma will lead to a lifetime of struggling, these experiences can have very real lifelong consequences. The Adverse Childhood Experience, or ACE, study found a strong correlation between trauma in childhood and negative outcomes in adulthood. Yes, mental health issues, eating disorders, depression, suicide, but also lung and liver disease, heart attacks, cancer, diabetes and premature death. Essentially, trauma in childhood equals sicker, shorter lives. We'll be coming back to the ACE study in the future, but for now, suffice to say, trauma, whether in childhood or not, can have significant impact, which I feel warrants obsession. And I have a personal stake in this. I experienced an array of horrible things in my childhood, which I'll be talking about when I feel a bit braver, And at the point of recording, I have had mental health issues for over 20 years and chronic physical illness for 10. I absolutely see the impact on my life every day of childhood trauma. And I know that there are so many of us whose lives are limited in this way. And I want to fucking do something. 
What is trauma? As Bessel van der Kolk puts it, trauma is not just an event that took place sometime in the past, it is also the imprint left by that experience on mind, brain and body. This imprint has ongoing consequences for how the human organism manages to survive in the present. And that's from The Body Keeps the Score, page 21. In this podcast, I will be using the word trauma to refer to both the horrible thing or things that happened and also the set of symptoms a person is living with as a result. Or the latter, the terms PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, are often used. In both PTSD and CPTSD, an experience is traumatic when it overwhelms the body's ability to cope in the moment. Note, not merely the brains, but the bodies. We humans have evolved systems to keep us alive in situations of extreme danger and stress. You've probably heard of fight, flight or freeze. These systems allowed our ancestors to leg it away from a saber-toothed tiger, or whatever happened in Flintstone times. But too much danger or stress all at once, or sustained over a period of time, or a danger that cannot be fought or fled, abusive parents for example, can result in these systems getting stuck and leave us with a body that's still trying to fight or flee an aggressor who hasn't been there in years. It's way more complicated than this and I do want to take some time in future episodes to really dig into the mechanics of trauma, but not just yet. Before we get into PTSD and CPTSD and look at the distinctions between them, it's really important to me that I'm clear about something. It's not a competition. In the words of Ash Beckham, there is no harder, there is just hard. I have personal experience of CPTSD and when I first envisaged this podcast, I hoped to create something that would be helpful to people with experiences and ongoing impact similar to mine. But that doesn't mean that PTSD is less horrible, less capable of disrupting a life. So, PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder, a diagnosis created in 1980 to describe the breadth and depth of issues facing veterans of the Vietnam War. Today, this diagnosis is typically most appropriate for people who have experienced trauma in adulthood, perhaps one traumatic event like an assault or a series of events clustered in time, like being a first responder. The symptoms can include hypervigilance, flashbacks, insomnia and depression, and they can begin shortly after the traumatic event or not until years later. Life with PTSD can be difficult and exhausting, and finding a route back to normal can feel impossible. CPTSD, on the other hand, stands for Complex Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder and is a newer and maybe more controversial diagnosis. The term can be used as if it means simply a more complicated or even worse case of PTSD, but in fact the symptoms of CPTSD are distinctly different, as are the traumatic experiences that cause them. CPTSD was first described in 1992 by clinical and research psychiatrist Judith Lewis Herman. She was the first to distinguish between single incident traumas and complex or repeated traumas, which she referred to as type 1 and type 2, and to outline the different symptoms following each type. 28 years later, the American Psychiatric Association has not yet approved the diagnosis of CPTSD, but it is used by the World Health Organization, the UK's NHS, and trauma experts. In addition to any or all of the symptoms of PTSD, CPTSD traumanauts can have dissociation, emotional dysregulation, physical symptoms such as chronic pain, damaged self-concept including feelings of being worthless or disgusting, and difficulty in relationships 
such as a tendency to withdraw. It's shit. For those of us who have CPTSD as a result of traumatic experiences in childhood, recovery can feel impossible, as there's no normal to return to, no me before the trauma to aim for as a goal of recovery. Maybe I was once a happy, healthy two-year-old, but that won't really cut it now. And if you were abused, neglected or otherwise harmed by one of the adults who were supposed to protect you, it can affect your attachment style, disrupting the development of your sense of self and how you relate to those around you, creating a whole set of additional issues. We can grow up with nebulous feelings of shame and intense self-loathing without understanding where these feelings have come from or even that not everyone feels this way. (laughs) That was a realisation I only made in my 20s. In short, complex trauma is complex and its impact on my life is what has prompted me to create this podcast. So it's likely that CPTSD and its multifarious causes and symptoms will probably be my main focus. But I don't just want to talk about myself and what I experience. I promise. Why is it called Traumarama? As you will no doubt learn if you keep listening, I have a strange sense of humour. I suspect that this is true for most of us who have experienced trauma. In the words of the inimitable Cardi B, if you see what I've seen, you end up like this. I'm also a bit of a language geek, so once the idea of a podcast about trauma got lodged in my brain, I started to play around with portmanteaus and neologisms. I'll spare you the details, but suffice to say, the Rama suffix means a spectacular instance of. So, a spectacular instance of trauma... Traumarama. (laughs) And it's nothing to do with the recurring feature from Seventeen magazine. I'm extremely sorry if you've been sitting waiting this whole time for an embarrassing period story. I don't think I have any. In working toward recording this first episode of Traumarama, I quickly tired of the words person who has experienced trauma. And I've never liked the term traumatised person. So I felt like I needed a noun to express this concept less clunkily. The standard is to refer to survivors. But personally, that's never really worked for me. I've struggled with suicidal ideation at varying degrees of severity for over two decades, and I absolutely attribute that to my experiences of trauma. I've made attempts to end my life in the past, and the reality is I may again. Essentially, there's no guarantee I'll ultimately survive what happened. It feels glib to pretend otherwise. So... If person who has experienced trauma is too clunky and survivor doesn't work for me, Dorky Dorkstein here has been at the portmanteaus again. And Traumanaut, one who has experienced trauma and lives with its impact. The nought suffix is as in nautical, so we are sailors on the waves of trauma. A vast ye and ahoy. A vast ye and ahoy. What do you hope the podcast will achieve? I feel really self-conscious talking about what I hope to achieve here because it sounds lofty as fuck, but I would love to help traumanauts, that's you lot and also me, to better understand ourselves and our symptoms, what's happening in our bodies and minds, and look at our coping strategies, help our loved ones to better understand us and how they can help, present a digest of literature on trauma along with a reading list and discuss findings, explore approaches to trauma recovery and find steps we can all take towards real healing from trauma. I will be working through stuff myself and sharing this via the podcast. And I would love to form a community of trauma noughts around this podcast, and I hope that we will be able to see ourselves and each other 
thus feeling less fucked up and alone, and to support each other. One of the main reasons I'm making this podcast now is that I believe that the science on trauma is promising. That if one were to commit oneself to reading and learning, one could find strategies and recommendations and new therapies that could be a route to genuine for keeps recovery. Great, right? But the trouble with trauma, particularly if you struggle with dissociation, essentially zoning out, is that your brain can feel bruised and unable to absorb information. I know that on a particularly dissociative day, I can spend an hour failing to read one page. It's as if my brain is Teflon coated and the words just slide right off. And that counts for audiobooks too. If reading is the route to trauma recovery, then we have a problem. The tool needed to recover from trauma, your brain, is one of the things most buggered by the trauma. And the enormity of the task, recover from trauma, can be utterly overwhelming. (laughs) The reality is, I have been farting about on the edges of doing this work just for myself, for months, years even, for these very reasons. Plus the fact that, in all frankness, I don't have enough care or respect for myself to make the effort, whereas... On behalf of you, oh dear and entirely imagined listener, (laughs) I would be delighted to do whatever it takes. Aren't you getting a bit carried away? Can't people with trauma just go to a therapist, talk about their feelings and get over it? Now, isn't that the million dollar question? (laughs) I had always assumed that yes, that was the answer. Go to a therapist, talk about your feelings, get over it. But I am coming to you, having spent the past three and a half years seeing a genuinely wonderful person-centred counsellor, plus about two years seeing a cognitive analytical therapist in my 20s and various NHS mental health interventions at varying degrees of usefulness over the past 20 years. And at this point in time, I would say that I have made some incredible breakthroughs in understanding what I've been through. And I've got some really useful insights and I have talked, 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 talked it all through up and down, forward and backward, with my person-centred counsellor, with whom I have the most fantastic therapeutic relationship. Honestly, the stuff of dreams. And I'm still struggling. I'm still, frankly, batshit fucking bananas. I still lose hours every week, often hours in a single day, to dissociation. I still have emotional, visual and physical flashbacks. I still have palpitations about half the time and a very minor thing can push me over the edge into outright panic. I still have fear and hypervigilance as a background to my everyday life. Every so often I'll decide that the person I'm with wants to murder me and I'll have to just run the fuck away. And I still have a pain disorder and chronic fatigue which I absolutely understand to be the result of a nervous system overwhelmed by, guess what, these goddamn traums. Between all of this, so much of my time gets gobbled up. It's exhausting. I'm living in survival mode and it's fucking miserable. So how come I've had hundreds of hours of talking therapy and I'm still so entirely not okay? Am I doing it wrong? Is my therapist bad at her job? (laughs) No, no. (sighs) According to the research, my experience of talky, 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 talk, why still so crazy is pretty normal. It's kind of nice to be normal for once. Anna Runkle of crappychildhoodfairy.com found that talk therapy was counterproductive for her. She suggests that focusing on our memories can be re-traumatising 
and can dysregulate our emotions, making things worse instead of better. Bessel van der Kolk, author of The Body Keeps the Score, and honestly my hero, sees talking about our traumatic experiences as an important part of the healing process, writing, Trauma stories lessen the isolation of trauma, and they provide an explanation for why people suffer the way they do. But he is clear that talking alone will not result in recovery. So, what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're going to start looking at that in the next episode. (laughs) I suspect there are lots of people who don't identify as having PTSD or CPTSD who might nonetheless benefit from coming along on this journey and learning about trauma. So if that's you or someone you might want to recommend Traumarama to, you or they are 100% welcome. I will talk more about my own trauma in future episodes, but for now, suffice to say, I was 22 before I even began to understand the enormity of what happened to me and to make the connections between those past events and the problems I was having in my day-to-day life. So, if you want to understand more about toxic stress and trauma and why talking about our feelings isn't enough, Traumarama is for you. If you veer between feeling like your issues are nothing compared to someone with real problems and feeling like you're an irredeemable mess, Traumarama is for you. If you remember horrible things from your childhood or much of your childhood is a blur you can't recall, Traumarama is for you. If you lose time zoned out staring at the wall or scrolling on your phone taking fuck all in or you live life on the edge of a constant panic attack, Traumarama is for you. If you don't know why you can't get unstuck and be normal, Traumarama is for you. If someone you love has PTSD or CPTSD and you want to better understand how to support them, Traumarama is for you. If you have a history of depression and anxiety, weird physical symptoms, chronic fatigue, nightmares, self-loathing, mood swings and suicidal thoughts, Traumarama is for you. And hey, traumanauts who have already done the work of recovery, tell us your secrets. Genuinely, please stick around and share with the rest of us what you found worked. So, because I'm such a goddamn boomer, I've set up a Facebook page. You can find it at facebook.com forward slash traumarama podcast. I'll be there, Jan Petrovna. Please come and say hi. There are so many topics that I am excited to dig into on this podcast like dysregulation, memory, self-compassion, EMDR, sexual violence, physical illness in the context of trauma, depersonalisation and derealisation, meditation, attachment, talking therapies, flashbacks, yoga, the fawn response. And I would love to get other people involved who have lived experience or qualifications that I do not to come and talk about trauma in the context of being trans, being black, fostering an adoption, FGM or to talk about trauma therapies from a professional perspective, to talk about dissociative identity disorder. There's so much to talk about and to learn and I would really love to hear from you. Please let me know what you are interested in and what you think other trauma notes need to hear about. One of my lovely horrible murder podcasts is Truth and Justice and they've spent five years crowdsourcing solutions to wrongful convictions. I would love it if we could crowdsource solutions to trauma. Between me with my microphone and a stack of books, and you lot with your experiences and thoughts, and a whole wide internet out there, 
We could work through the infinite possibilities of therapies, self-care, meditation techniques, and find real healing and health and happiness. Maybe this is just the fantasy of a desperate woman and there is no healing to be had, but I don't think so. Although the possibility does terrify me. But I believe the science is moving in the right direction and that there's information out there which just needs to be processed and put into practice. So let's... And a quick word on coronavirus. At the time of recording, the UK is coming to the end of its 14th week of lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This is difficult and stressful for everyone. But if you have a history of trauma, it poses particular problems. For us traumanauts, the feelings of being unsafe and out of control can flick the switch to reactivate our trauma response and can put our nervous systems on red alert. Never mind the fact that lots of us have chronic illness that puts us in the immunocompromised category. If you're feeling worse than usual at the moment, don't beat yourself up over it. It makes perfect sense. In fact, plenty of people who have not previously experienced significant trauma are describing stuff that sounds really familiar and kind of traumsy. So be gentle with yourself. If you can, take time to be outside, in nature if possible. Find things that help you feel grounded and back in your body when things feel overwhelming. Get into your senses with strong flavours like mint or something cold like an ice lolly or hot like tea. I'm sure you'll have other suggestions of grounding activities, so please share them on the Facebook. And now we are pretty much at the end. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate your time. And I can't wait to hear from you on Facebook and get your suggestions for topics to cover in the future. I kind of feel like this episode is almost like a placeholder to establish the concept and then come back with actual content next time. I hope this makes sense and you don't mind. I'm going to aim to get episode two out in two weeks time, but I can't say for sure when it will be uploaded. It's taken me 100 years, all of them terrifying, to get episode one even just recorded. So like and follow the Facebook page for updates and subscribe to Traumarama on whatever app you're listening to. How internet am I? (laughs) So then, please remember, you are fucking amazing. Whatever is going on right now, whatever you're struggling with, makes 100% sense considering the trauma you experienced. And there is hope. We are going to get out the other side of this together. Come back next time for more on trauma, how it affects us and how we can heal. Huge thanks to Marcus L. George for creating the logo and sending so much love to everyone who supported me in doing this especially Sam, Jamie, Lottie, both Marcuses, Sally and Koshek, who is a cat and therefore doesn't give a fuck. The music is L'Etoile Dance Part 1, link in the show notes. Come and say hi at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. <laughs>